Sunday Sermons from Trinity UMC in Lincoln, a podcast to help on the faith journey. Now on to this week's message from Pastor Jeff Slater. I can think of two people that I knew way back when that I used to work with, you know, back in the day. And these are two real people. I'm only exaggerating a little bit here. One of them was always on an adventure. You know, he always had plans for the weekend. He had a a sport that he liked to play, and so he'd be making plans for that, or he'd be planning a weekend trip. He loved to spend time with his family, and everything he did was around how he could organize that time off and that weekend. And it was also clear that he didn't really like his job. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he was the kind of person who worked to live, right? He worked to earn a paycheck so that he could do those things and go on adventures, and he loved it. Then there was another person that I used to work with at the same time in the same office who loved what he did. This was the kind of person, like for, for work, this was the kind of person who joined all the professional organizations and was a leader in the professional organization, right? Who really practiced his craft well, who learned all the little bits of it. And I, you know what? I don't know how that guy had any free time. You know, he was always doing something extra or doing something more, not because he felt like he had to and not even out of some sense of ambition, more because he just was his job. And he loved what he did. So if the first person worked to live, the second person lived to work. Now, I've always been kind of an introspective person, you know, trying to figure out my own self and the people around me. And even back then, I recognized the difference between these two people. You know, the one who worked so that he could live and the other people who lived to work to do his job. Now, I've exaggerated these two a little bit, but it still makes the point that I want to make today. Are you ready for it? both are wrong (laughs) or at least or at the very least they're less than they could be and that's part of what I think Sabbath teaches us and that's what we're going to get into so we're doing this series for four weeks on Sabbath this is the second week of it and last week we focused on the on what is Sabbath now it's such a simple thing Sabbath it's such a simple idea Uh, yet It's the simplest ideas that have the potential to make the most difference in our life. So at the most basic level, Sabbath is just taking a break, taking a time of rest. That's all there is to it. And yet somehow, when we set the world's problems aside, when we set our problems, when we set the things we do the rest of the time aside for a while, we find ourselves in community with people in a different way. We find ourselves with gratitude and we find ourselves closer to God. So that simple idea of Sabbath, of rest, of true good rest, goes a lot further than you might think such a simple day might. And the idea actually comes from the Hebrew tradition, uh, the modern day Jews of course, and the origin of our own faith in the Old Testament. And in fact, the idea of the Sabbath was so important to the ancients who wrote up the earliest documents in this book that they even made it part of the creation story. Now, you know the creation story, right? In the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth, said, let there be light and all this sort of thing. Uh, by the way, has anybody set their, uh, their smart home assistants up to where you can say, let there be light and all the lights in the house turn on? I recommend it. It really is a feeling of power. 
<laughs> but Jesus goes on day after day and creates the, 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 the animals and the plants and separates the sea from the land. You know, this is the story. And it's a story not to teach us science, but it's a story to teach us the why and the how and the who we are in relation to God and who God is in relation to creation. That's what it's here to teach us. And, and it, it describes each phase of God's creation as a day. There was morning, there was evening, and, and, and God looked at what he had created and said, it is good. Six days go by like this, and then the heavens and the earth and all who live in them were completed. On the sixth day, God completed all the work that he had done, and on the seventh day, God rested from all the work that he had done. God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it God rested from all the work of creation. This is the account of the heavens and the earth when they were created. So even creation itself was not complete without God resting. Now God, think about this a second. Why does God need to rest? God is all-powerful. God is omnipotent, can do anything, right? Why does God need to rest? God, at least until Jesus, God didn't have muscles in the same way we do. They weren't tired. Why did God need to rest? And yet, here is this example from these ancient people that has been lifted up time and time again. In fact, uh, I, you know what? I've never done the actual study, but I wouldn't be surprised if there wasn't a single book in the Bible that didn't in some way mention Sabbath. Yet it's so important. So why did God himself need to do it? Observant Jews to this day set aside Saturday strictly. Often those who, the Jews who live in, uh, they, they live in community with other Jews and they practice it together, with, which makes it a lot easier. But we live in a world where our, our society seems to plot against us sometimes. Things still get scheduled, right? The busyness seeps over into every moment of it. And yet the core message remains. Your time off isn't for running errands. Well, maybe a little bit because life still has to be lived. But your time off isn't for running errands. It's for something even more important. And I believe that while it's nice to set a whole day aside for those who can, it doesn't have to be a literal day. Evenings might be your Sabbath, or perhaps early mornings are your Sabbath. I've known a lot of people who do that. Vacations are a kind of Sabbath on the year, and we can find individual moments to tap into it as well. But today's topic isn't what is the Sabbath. Today's topic is why. It's about what makes the Sabbath special. What does it do? Now, there have been so many books written on the topic, and I am, would not call myself a Sabbath expert. But here's my answer. It reminds us who we are. Sabbath reminds us who we are. The why of Sabbath is that it brings us back to the why of ourselves, of life, and of why we're here. You know, God created the world and placed us in it, back to the creation story, right? And God did it not so that we could toil and labor only. Work is important. God did call us to be caretakers of the earth. But God put us here so that we could enjoy the world and delight in it. And so that God could live here with us, sharing our joy. We see it in Jesus and we feel it in our hearts so many more times than that. 
You know, the best part of being a parent is sharing in your children's joy. Why should God be any different? It's making stupid dad jokes like raising your cane and then watching the look on your child's faces as they enjoy the cleverness. Still pretty clever, right? See, I've, part of a dad joke is you milk it for all the laughs you can get, but okay. <laughs> but why would it be any different than God, with God who created us but then wants to live life with us, to experience it, to enjoy the world, to enjoy the beauty of creation alongside us? You know, at a, uh, there was a time that I went to a Rocky Mountain National Park. Uh, I, I don't get out in nature nearly enough, but every now and then I do, and I love it. And I went, we went to Mar Rocky Mountain National Park, and uh, there, was one, there were so many moments of breathtaking beauty and awe and pulling off the road and looking at the sights up there in the mountains. But there was one in particular. It was, I remember it was a glacier breeding ground. And it was just the most lush, vibrant green I had ever seen over so vast an area that it took my breath away. And there's a sense you get deep down in moments like that, that there's more there than just the beauty. You know, is it, is it, is it a relationship? Like, is, is it personal that God is there with you? It's almost deeper even than that. But there's a sense of the holy in the moments like that. There's a sense of the sacred. There's a sense that's more than whatever problems you're facing. That this moment is good. I believe that's, the, the, that's what it's like when God is enjoying the world, when God is enjoying life, when God is enjoying creation with you. Now we feel it deep down sometimes. We feel it at moments like that, right? right in nature, the moments that take our breath away. But we feel it in simple ways too. You know, a cup of coffee can bring a similar moment. You know, a laugh shared with a friend or a family member. There are so many ways that we experience those moments and we realize that life, that we are enjoying life. Maybe we don't even realize. We're looking back, we realize that that was a really good moment and that God enjoyed us with us. Sabbath fills us with wonder. It fills us with gratitude. It fills us with joy, and it reminds us why we're here, that it's about more than whatever adventures we would pursue. It's about more than the work we were called to do. It reminds us that we were created to be with God. So here's what's wrong with the story I started with. You know, my two coworkers, one of whom worked to live, the other lived to work. I don't think either one of them ever slowed down long enough to consider why. Because the truth is that our work is good. Sometimes we're blessed to have work we enjoy, sometimes we're not. But either way, there can be good to be found in it. But not unless we step away and consider the why. The adventures we pursue on our own, whether it be sports or whether it be uh, travel or, or hiking or whatever it might be, whatever are the adventures we, we do on our own, you know, for those who work to live, those are good too, but only if we slow down long enough to consider the why, only if we slow down long enough to remember what it is that's good about them. Sabbath isn't just about resting and refueling, and our work isn't just about contributing to the world. Sabbath is remembering who we are in relation to all of it. It's about stepping, stepping back for long enough that we can be reminded of why we're here in the first place. You know, I'll tell, I tell these stories, but I'm going to be honest with you. I am really bad at Sabbath. 
<laughs> I don't think I'm either one of those, work to live or live to work, but I do know that I have a really hard time slowing down. What I have is drive. With no, mat no matter what I'm doing, I do it in a way that's driven. You know, if, uh, I have projects at work that I don't slow down from, and when I go home, I have projects there that I'm doing that I don't slow down from. It is really hard for me to slow down and take a break. Maybe that's why I talk about it so much. And now add to that the demands and the busyness of parenting. I know that most evenings I work on projects and spin my wheels and have a hard time finding those mo even a single moment of Sabbath. But there are moments that I've learned to recognize and enjoy. You know, the day after I wrote the bulk of this sermon, uh, my dog Lily came up beside my chair for an ear scratch and I just habitually, she's trained me to reach down and scratch her ears, right? And I scratched her ears next to the chair and I smiled. And I realized that was a Sabbath moment, wasn't it? <laughs> that at least in that moment I set aside whatever project I was working on, good though it was, and just enjoyed my fellow part of creation, Lily the dog. Now, Maybe it, maybe it wasn't just joy. Maybe it was wonder or gratitude, like I keep saying. Maybe it was all three. Now, it may be ideal to set aside a day like observant Jews do, right? And maybe we should work towards that. It's a worthy vision. But in the meantime, there's something to be said for noticing those Sabbath moments when they come. Micro-Sabbaths, as I called them last week. And there's something to be said for being intentional about them. Maybe next time I won't wait for Lily to come to me. Maybe next time I'll go to her and scratch her ears. Okay, not really, because she's always right there waiting to have her ears scratched. I don't have to go to her, but you get my point, right? We can be more intentional to say, you know what? This thing can wait. I'm going to scratch Lily's ears. Maybe we could be more intentional about it. Maybe we could even block time in our calendar to do something that we love. In, in, in the kind of thing that slows us down. The kind of thing that helps us to see from a broader perspective. Because when we do that, when we learn to appreciate it well, that's where the other scripture we read comes in. You know, it's not on the surface about Sabbath. But I hear the echo of Sabbath in it. You know, when Jesus speaks here, I hear Sabbath in his words. Listen. As the Father loved me, I too have loved you. Remain in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will remain in my love, just as I kept my Father's commandments and remain in his love. I have said these things to you so that my joy will be in you and your joy will be complete. Remaining in God's love. Letting God's love remain in you leads to a joy that is complete. May you appreciate the joy and wonder around you. And may you be filled with gratitude. And may your joy be complete. Would you pray with me? Oh God, thank you for the moments where we do slow down, for the moments where we do step back and see the broader truth that we are here and you are here with us, and that is enough. Oh God, help us to Sabbath, I say as a verb, help us to Sabbath at least a little better than we did even yesterday. And help us to remember always that you are here and that you are enough. 
Amen. Thanks for joining us for this week's Sunday Sermon. For more information on growth groups or how to more fully embrace the life of faith, visit us at www.trinitylincoln.org.